the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We are the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing issues and challenges that face the church today. With your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, and counselor, expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell. Well, have you ever had one of those days when you get up out of your bed and you step out the front door and it's like you just crossed over into a demilitarized zone? It's warfare all around you, bombs bursting, machine gun fire, hand grenades going off, landmines you're trying to avoid. It just seems like your life is more akin to a war zone than a tranquil oasis. Well, if that's you, we've got good news for you, because tonight we are bringing you part 20 in our series entitled Peace in the Battle. You know, we just can't avoid it sometimes. Life throws us a hand grenade. We see so many things around us, uh, and it's just an amazing time to live in with so many crises, so many shootings, so many people doing amazingly evil things. It's a war zone all around us. But there's even a deeper war zone that takes place, a deeper battlefield It's a battlefield that goes on in our minds. But don't despair. Once again, there is good news for you. There is good news in the midst of the battle. I'm here to testify. You want to know what that good news is? Well, you're going to have to stay tuned to find out. Because we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed. And thank you so much for those uh, challenging uh, introduction words. And uh, we trust that uh, you got blessed by Brother Gary sharing that, as well as what the Lord will put on my heart tonight to encourage you as well. We are definitely living in a troubled world everywhere you turn. And when you turn on the news... Somebody's getting killed, people getting shot, violence everywhere. Just like it was in the days of uh, Noah, the days of Lot, the days of Jesus. And we are living in those days today as well. It's getting closer and closer to the the Lord's return. And we want to make sure we not only have insurance, but assurance. Uh, because you don't want to be caught uh, off guard. You want to be ready. You want to be ready and make sure that your sins are forgiven because we're all vulnerable. We never know. You can go to the movies. You can go out to uh, have fun at a park. You can go to uh, community events, concerts, And you never know when somebody's going to be pulling out guns to shoot you, kill you. And we know behind all murders is Satan because uh, Jesus made it very clear in John 8 and 44. He called him a murderer. And uh, 
He is that indeed. And he is all about uh, stealing, killing, and destroying. And I tell you, my friend, you have uh, two decisions to make today. And these are the two G's. Either you're going to turn to God, that's the first G, or you're going to turn to the second G, which is guns. And we see that uh, that's happening all around us today in our world by which we live. Now, so we need to turn to God. He's the only answer. You can't find it in politics. You can't find it in religion. Matter of fact, there's a difference between religion and relationship. (laughs) A lot of us are more into religion than relationship with Jesus Christ. And we need to turn to Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. And if we don't, you know, we're going to open up the floodgates for Satan to come into our lives, our homes, our marriages, and many other things. And, you know, we've been talking about all of these different points, peace in the battlefield. And we laid out the spiritual affliction, the emotional afflictions, the mental afflictions, the physical afflictions. And we talked about all of these different things that spring, seven things that spring from the physical affliction. And these are all things that Satan is attacking the world on because they're not right with Jesus. And so they go through all of these troubles. See, we have not not just been teaching on this all these months and weeks and is because we're just doing it. No, we're doing it to try to save lives. We're doing it because we want to help you to grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So from this physical affliction, we laid out that, number one, sleepless nights, because people don't have peace, they get irritated, number two, easily. Also, eating disorders come from all of these things and suicidal acts and immorality, and then also drunkenness. That's number six. And then number seven, I'm going to talk about that tonight, is strife, strife, strife and division. Now, you know, one thing that gives strife and division a black eye is when we're really following the love of God, and we actually love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and our neighbor as ourselves. Jesus said, upon these two hang all the laws and the prophets. See, these are the two Great commandments Jesus gave us to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and our neighbor as ourselves. Now, there are four Greek words for love. Now, you might want to write these down. The first one is agape. That is God's love for man and man's love for God. And then the second one is phileo. It's where you get the English word Philadelphia. Many people say brotherly love. I'm going to add to that brotherly and sisterly love. The third one is eros, which is sexual love. And the fourth one is stargay. You hardly hear anything about that type of love, stargay, which is family love. Now, the thing that makes all these uh, loves right is getting right with the first love, which is agape love. When we're not right with God, then hate, uh, violence, uh, bickering, complaints, envy— All sorts of evil start to come into our lives and into our homes and marriages and churches and strife is developed everywhere. 
See, so Romans 13 and 10, uh, love does no harm to thy neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. That's the fulfillment of the law, not keeping a whole bunch of commandments. The greatest commandment you can keep, my friend, is loving God and loving your neighbor. Upon these two hang all the laws and the prophet. I don't care how many legalists say, oh, you should keep this and keep that. You know, no, no, no. Jesus said, you just love God, love your neighbor, and be obedient to that love. You know, the devil uses strife in families to divide families, in marriages to cause divorces. And there are more divorces in Christian marriages than outside of Christian marriages, statistics says. He causes strife in churches, strife in communities, strife in governments, strife everywhere. He creates it. He creates strife in uh, juvenile halls, jails, prisons. He creates strife even in our own souls, you cannot be around anybody, and he'll try to make you start mess with yourself, start causing you to be angry with yourself, and nobody else have to be around. You can be causing problems with yourself. That's why a lot of people commit suicide, because they hate themselves. They want to end everything. He can cause you to have strife with yourself. Now, what causes strife? I'm going to talk about several different things that cause strife, and I want you to Write these things down, and I'm going to do an ongoing series on this, what causes strife. Number one, hatred causes strife. You know, Proverbs 10 and 12 says, hatred stirs up strife or dissension. That's what hatred does. It doesn't do anything good for anybody. I don't care if you're with some type of a hatred group or whatever you're involved with whether it's black supremacy, white supremacy, brown supremacy, green supremacy, uh, it just causes strife, and it doesn't solve no problems whatsoever, my friend. Number two, uh, what causes strife? Perverse and violent people cause strife. Perverse and violent people cause strife. Example, many of you have tried to discuss a point of disagreement with somebody to bring peace. And only thing you experience is a total blow-up. Somebody gets irrelevant, mad, accuses you of things that you know you haven't done. Some people will blow up over nothing. Little things irritate them to the point where they want to either uh, disappear around you, fight you, Call your names, Proverbs 16 and 27 through 29. And verse 28 says, a perverse man stirs up strife, dissension, and and gossip separates close friends. Gossip separates close friends. You know what? There are people today in our churches and outside of our churches more into gossip than the gospel. (laughs) If they were more into the gospel— It would shut down gossip, see, these war between the two Gs, you know, and 
Gossip does nothing but separate close friends. That's what the uh, Proverbs 16 and verse 28 says. And verse 29 says, A violent man entices his neighbor and leads him down a path that is not good. You know, before you believe something and you hear something, don't believe it until you get the facts. Don't just go off the cuff and say, oh, so-and-so did this and -and so-and-so did that. Did you hear what so-and-so did? Did somebody else tell the story and then they change it up and somebody else change it up? No, get the facts. And then when you get the facts, still be Christian. Don't be unchristian. Don't get up into gossip because it doesn't solve anything but separates people, as the Scripture says. Number three, an aggressive nature causes strife. An aggressive nature causes strife. Proverbs 17 and 19 says, He who loves transgressions or rebellion loves sin. Now, isn't that true? Aggression, aggressive nature, cause of strife. And look around us today. You know what? Most of these marches and most of these rallies and most of these things most of the time don't do nothing. What we need to do is get out there and start preaching the word and do things that is doing what Christ did, evangelize people, because, you know, that's the thing that's going to change, man, because Jeremiah is right. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, and the Hebrew is incurably sick. All of those marches and rallies and all that stuff, it may help a little bit, but the thing that's going to help a wicked heart is for people to get out there and be the salt and light of a dark world. And we see in the 20s and 60s and in the 70s, the social media and all the riots and all of that stuff, it hasn't solved anything. Only Jesus can. We need to have a revival. That's what we need. Man needs to turn back to the Word of God. When you look at the Bible and you look at what the thing that changed the nation of Israel is when they turn back to the Word of God. And today, that's what we need is a revival. We need to turn back to the Word of God. We need a revival in our hearts with repentance, and then we need to turn back to God. And when we repent, we need to show the fruit of repentance, as John the Baptist said. Don't just say it in words, but actions, you see? So my prayer is this, that... When we are filled, I'm going to say this in closing, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, then he knocks out of us the stuff of the flesh, because a lot of this stuff is carnality, and that's what Paul had to deal with when he dealt with the church of Corinth. They were a church that was filled with carnality, and we got churches like that today, filled with carnality. And when we have churches filled with the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit. You know, it says in Galatians 5 and 22 that one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Our lives are out of control because we are flesh-driven rather than spirit-driven, and we need to repent. The Greek word for repentance is montanoia. It's a military word. We need to turn from something to something, and that is turn back to the Word of God. That's what we need. We need that today, more so than any time in this world. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. 
Well, all right, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. We just want to begin by thanking God for everything he has done for us and contending for the faith. God has been so faithful, and uh, it's just amazing that he has blessed us in so many different ways and has blessed us through you and your prayers and also blessed us through you and your partnership with us financially to keep this ministry on the air. It's such an important thing that we receive those consistent prayers and that consistent giving. Uh, we just like to take an opportunity to thank those who have been praying for us as well as those who have supported us over the last week, Jackie and Richard and Carol. Uh, it does cost us 400 a week. Uh, to stay on the air. And, you know, we're really, really, truly blessed that we can say this week we're all caught up and it's because of your prayers and it's because of your generous giving. But we need to make sure that uh, by August 17th, we will need another $800. And next Saturday, uh, we won't be live on the air. Uh, We'll be returning August 17th. Next week, we will air the best of contending for the faith. So, Don't go on vacation from your giving because we won't be live next week. We will have a program, and uh, you just won't be able to call in. So we want to encourage you, keep praying, and keep giving to Contending for the Faith. Um, There's so many different ways that, uh, you know, we so many areas that we give monies to, you know, ourselves included. You know, we have our bills. We have all these different things, and— Um, vacations and all of this stuff, and I'm not knocking any of that, but we also need to be mindful that we should be uh, giving the Lord his tithes as well as his offerings, and if God has blessed you to be able to give above the tithe, then consider giving to Contending for the Faith as well as other ministries that are blessing you, because it's so important that uh, we're able to continue to do this work, to reach out and touch people over the airwaves, We really won't know how many people have been touched by this broadcast over these many, many years until we get on the other side of heaven. And so we know that God is doing a work. We know God is blessing. He's continuing to keep us going. And as long as he wants us on the air, we'll be on the air. And, you know, there's so many different ways you can give. Many of you have uh, been consistent in giving and many have uh, given uh, their tax return parts of that, and I'm sure uh, so many other love offerings have come through. Another possibility is to to become a legacy giver. A lot of people put uh, ministries in their will so that their their giving continues long after they're gone, and it's a huge blessing to keep the ministry marching on. So there are two ways to give. Number one, Send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Uh, The second way is so much easier, so much simpler. You just go on your computer or your laptop to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button. And it's that simple. You'll be a blessing 
for time and eternity. So just remember, next week we'll have a pre-recorded Best of Contending for the Faith broadcast. We won't be live next week, but we will be on the air. Uh, and we'll be live back in the studio August 17th. So we want to encourage you, keep listening, keep praying, and keep giving as the Lord blesses you. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, for those uh, <clears throat> encouraging words there and also putting out the need for contending for the faith. Uh, we are not contentious. We are contending for the faith uh, that was once and for all delivered unto the saints. That's where we get our name from is the Bible, Jude 3, a powerful scripture. All right, let's get to our callers, Brother Gary. Who do we have first? First up is um, Alfred. Brother Alfred's online. Hello, Brother Alfred. How are you doing this evening? Praise the Lord, Dr. Buckner. I'm doing pretty good. I'm calling in for some prayer. Yes. Um, what type I have of prayer? Uh, Gary Bell pray for me, and uh, I'm praying that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm praying that the Lord will bless me with a breakthrough in my finances so I can continue to bless the ministry instead of this hit and miss, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I would like to be more consistent, as Gary Bell would say. I'll take my prayer off the air. All right. All right. Well, that's a very good uh, prayer request. And, you know, God has given you some promises. I want to say this before Gary uh, prays, and then Gary may want to say some encouraging words to you, too, uh, that um, there's a promise that's in Philippians 4 and 19. You know what that is, Brother Alfred? He says he's going to take it off Oh, the he's going to take it off the air. Okay. Yeah. So while you're listening, hopefully you're listening, that uh, it's Philippians 4 and 19. It says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So uh, lean on that passage of scripture and just continue to trust him. And uh, Matthew 6 and 33, Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. So if we prioritize and put him first, you know, the other things will be added. we got to be faithful to that. You want to say something, Gary, to him and encourage him before you pray for him? Well, I would say this to everybody. You know, uh, God is faithful. And I truly believe that when um, we're faithful in our giving, our tithes, and our offerings, and it just creates a situation that you, you uh, the Lord will take care of you. And, you know— he 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 loves you. He he wants to do that. Um, but I really believe if you're able to do tithes and offerings, that's what you need to do, and get in the habit of giving because you can't outgive God. You just can't do it, and and you'll end up with favor and God's favor upon your life, and not just a financial favor, but sometimes you you be the one that's getting the promotion on the job. You're the one that's not getting laid off when everybody else is getting laid off around you. You're the one that's getting the windfall when nobody else is. You're the one that, uh, you know, funds appear out of nowhere and you you know it came from the Lord. So uh, I encourage you, the, the best thing you can do is, is as God blesses you to to be faithful in your giving to your local church, to the tithes. And, and if you can give above the tithes for offerings and missions and and contending for the faith of ministries like this, um, that need that support, 
Uh, it is just an amazing uh, thing to watch what God will do in the midst of your giving. So, you know, you may say, Brother Gary, I can't give. I don't have very much. Well, you know, you may not be able to give much, but I would encourage you to give something to to the Lord's work uh, and and let God bless you moving forward. You know, t- take take that that risk and tithe. It's it's just amazing to see. You know, you know. I know you, Doctor Buckner, have probably heard testimony after testimony in your church, and I know I've heard testimony after testimony uh, in mine. And you know, it goes on and on that you just can't outgive God. And uh, Amen. If you if you can if you can pay your tithes, pay those tithes. Trust Him for it. See what He won't do. You know, it's an amazing thing. We've had situations where wives have been wanting to tithe and the husband says, no, we can't afford it and all this stuff. And finally he breaks down and, and gives, starts giving the tithes and, they, and they're always scratching their head how God makes the 90 stretch past, <laughs> you know, an amazing way. And things change and I don't understand it, but we have enough and we, we have more than enough. And it, it's, the testimonies go on and on and on. You can't outgive God. But sometimes we get low. Sometimes situations hit us. You know, I'm in the midst of a struggle myself. But, you know, the tithe went out regardless. That's my testimony. Amen. (laughs) You know, in spite of situations, the tithe is first going out the door. It's going straight to the church. So I believe God knows where exactly where where, uh, Alfred's at. David said, I've been young, and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. And as you quoted already, Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all, not some, not half, not three quarters, all means all your needs, right? In Matthew 6, talking about Jesus said, don't worry. Right, but what the the he concluded said, seek ye first the kingdom, and all of its righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. God doesn't leave us hanging; He knows what we need before we need it. So let's pray, brother Alfred. We just want to encourage you right now, Lord. We just pray that you would just touch Alfred's situation, his finances, that anyone in in this within the sound of my voice that's in need of a financial touch, Lord God, myself included. We just pray for your amazing grace to flow into our lives. We just pray for your mercy to, to, to be manifest, Lord God, in a powerful way. We just pray, Lord God, because you do own the cattle on a thousand hills. And as one preacher said, Lord, can't you go take some of those cows and sell them off and send us the money? And, Lord, we just trust you that you're going to make a way where there seems to be no way. As Dr. Buckner likes to say, when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. And that we know, Lord God, you're able to do it. And so we just thank you in advance for this blessing upon Alfred and all of us, that you would just bless and move in a mighty and powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. We're going to go to uh, our next caller is uh, Sophia. Sophia, how are you doing? Very well. Um, oh. I'm going to talk quickly because it seems like your phones are lit up. Why not? Of course I want to talk to you. Now, I did just say a prayer for Brother Gary. So, um, oh, thank I you. Asked, oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, uh, I went right to it. I had no waste any time. I said, now look, and I gave a prayer. 
to help you through this difficult financial time. So now what I want to ask about, and I, oh, I also want to say quickly, I'm going to talk fast, is that Dr. Buckner, that was, I got so much out of it. It was like one of the best sermons. Uh, you really were preaching tonight. I mean, you hit all the cylinders, as they say in the the, the world today. That's the little term they use. But anyway, well, thank you for the encouraging word. Oh no, I, I I think you was unbelievable. And and you're right. We need to go out and evangelize. And and I love the the different um, definitions of love. And you talked about the devil coming in to break up marriages. I know about that, but I'm not going to get into that right now. He is awful. And he'll do anything. But this is my question, because I, I have some friends from the Czech Republic, and it's my concern, too. And I think a lot of people are, it, it, it makes them uneasy. And, you know, we talk, we need our, the peace of God. So I'm going to go to, quickly, John 2. And in John 2, it, uh, I think it's 11. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is an anointing sacrifice for our sins, not only for our sins, but also the sins of the world. But then it goes on to say um, in uh, 1 John 3 um, that, and in him is no sin, and no one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one continues to sin, has either seen him or known him. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God. So I think... My, I'm a little confused because I thought it says we, he's come to us because we have a sinful nature and our only hope is through his sacrifice. Um, and yet it seems also that he's saying, well, no, but if you sin, you're not, you, you don't know God. You can't know God if you sin. It says you don't know him. So it's scary because I'm afraid he's going to say the judgment, you don't know me. Occasionally I will back. Back, whatever that term is. Backslide. Yeah. Yes. And so then I get nervous. What I don't know him, and and I thought he came for our sins uh, from east to the west, and and uh, you know, um, I, so I'm confused. Well, let me let us try to take the fusion out of confusion for you. Oh, good. Amen. Well, the key verse of the chapters of uh, John, you want to zero in on First John one and nine. Okay. Uh, in not only just one and nine, but uh, if the the passages before that, you know, it says that we must acknowledge that we do have sin, and then he goes on to say in First John one and nine, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, uh, confessing our sins is an ongoing process, and if you're a genuine child of God. That will be something that you will do uh, on an ongoing basis, but you won't sin as a true believer, uh, like just perpetually. So when it talks about uh, in in First John, he that is born of God does not. It means in the Greek, he does not practice sin habitually, mm-hmm. and as as a means of practice and lifestyle. So everybody makes mistakes. All of us make mistakes, and that's where we have to go before the Lord and ask him to forgive us of our sins. But when a person is practicing it, like give an example, somebody who's a homosexual, you have to repent of that sin because no homosexuals or lesbian or people that commit fornication or adultery on an 
uh, where they are practicing it and they don't repent of that lifestyle, they cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So John is saying, if you are born of God, you will repent of your sins and you will turn from them. Now, there are some times when we do sin through word, deed, and thought. You know, sometimes we allow thoughts to to get the best of us, but if you're a genuine believer and the seed of God is in you and the Holy Spirit, he will convict you of that wrong. And when you confess your sin, you are back in fellowship with him. So you never, uh, you know, you, it's not a situation where you, uh, you're, you're always in um, uh, union. Uh, Sometimes our c- communion gets disrupted, but never our union. I see. You see that? Make a note yeah. of that. You may fall with your com- with your communion and your communion, but you'll never fall completely with your uh, union because you have the Holy Spirit in you, and He will convict you, and He will also convict you of that sinful lifestyle. Oh, that's so good. I appreciate that so much, Dr. Buckner. And the Holy Spirit, he does convict me. Let me tell you, he does not let you get away with anything. No, he, nothing no, worse that's than his that job. Of that's, a, that's his job. And John, he says, uh, in the Gospel of John, he says he's come to convict us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. So if you're listening to that and you're obeying that voice, you're okay. Well, thank you for your, your call. We've got to get to some more callers and go to a commercial, but we appreciate always your good question. Thank you, Dr. Buckley. All right. God bless and your encouraging words as well. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell. And once again, we just want to thank all of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith. And we want to thank all of you who was, have <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, I do know how to talk tonight. <laughs> Lord, help his voice yeah. in the name of Jesus. <laughs> the tongue is faster than the mind. Boy, I tell He's you. He's not speaking in tongues. No, folks. no. no. If I did, you'd, you'd definitely get an interpretation. So, um, But that wasn't tongues. That was something else. <laughs> Here's the interpretation. <laughs> thank you for praying for contending with faith all these years, and thank you for your giving. It's so important. It costs us 400 a week to remain on the air, and uh, we just want to remind you that next week we will not be live. We will have the best of contending for the faith, but we will be back in the studio August 17th, and by that time we'll, have, we'll need about $800, so we need... Uh, you guys to continue to pray and to continue to give. I know a lot of you are on vacation. A lot of you are uh, away, uh, but hopefully you haven't gone on vacation from your praying and or your giving. So important that uh, you continue to do both so that we can continue to do what we're doing uh, as evidenced by tonight and so many calls, so many callers with great questions and and people that uh, need answers so they're not confused, they're not struggling in their faith or thinking that God doesn't like them or God's going to you know, wait for them to step out of the box and, and they're going to be lost forever or something like that. You know, there's so many things that we get in our, our minds that, that are not true, and the enemy tries to keep us in a, in a confused state, and we just want to say, hey, 
if you if you have questions, it doesn't matter what they are. You know, if, if you're struggling with something, call us so that we can help you through that, give you clarity and give you reasons and answers for solid faith so that you can step forward in, in victory and, and confidence, knowing that, number one, God does love you and that he has forgiven your sins and will forgive everything you do until the day you die. We're going to have to deal with this flesh and some days we're going to blow it. That's just the reality. There's no such thing as a complete sinless life. But God has given us his grace along the way so that we can, you know, uh, the scripture talks about seven times a righteous man falls, but seven times he rises again. If you fall down, get up, confess that thing, repent of it, and move in, a, in the opposite direction of that sin. And God's with you. He do, He's for you. So we just want to encourage you tonight that, uh, you know, we need your giving, we need your prayer so that we can continue to do what God has called us to do. Um, there's two ways that you can donate. Send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Go on your laptop, your smartphone, your dumb phone, whatever kind of phone you got, and go online to contending for, contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button. It's that simple. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. So let's get back to the calls, Dr. Buck. Let's do that. Who do we have next? We got a brand new caller, Carol from Tracy. Hello, Carol. How are you doing this evening? Fine. How are you doing? Well, I'm truly blessed. We're truly blessed. And what's on your heart tonight? Well, I've just been struggling and battling with um, uh, spiritual welfare, um, also with my husband uh, for 14 years. I've been clean and sober now for seven years. Um, God has truly, truly blessed me. He has brought me through some terrible trials and tribulations that I stood in faith, you know, and now... I'm dealing with the fact with my husband, he uh, left one drug and he's to another one, which is drinking. And it's so bad and to the point where I can't stand the smell. And it irritates me. And when I try to tell him how he's smelling and everything, and he said, oh, you just want to get rid of me or whatever. But there's a whole bunch else behind that drinking. Okay, but let, so let, let me say this. Let me say this to you. Uh, because we'll we'll have to spend a lot of time talking to you more about this off air, but but I want to get to your the main thing which you would like for us to help you with. What's your question? What, what's your question for us to help you with tonight? What what's your question? And we'll try to get to that question, and then what we'll do is take your number and we'll follow up with you. But what is your question for us tonight? Well, I I put him I put him out and. I'm feeling bad about it, but then again, I don't want it around me because I don't want to go back into it. Mm-hmm. But still, that's not a question. Not, what's your What's your question? What should I do? Am I wrong? That's why I want to know if I'm wrong. Okay. Well, let me say this to you, that if you have an alcoholic in your home, and uh, I've done a lot of counseling with alcoholics, and if if he is not open to counseling— and there is disrespect in your home, abuse in your home, and uh, wasting of money, 
uh, and that sort of thing, and he doesn't want to go to counseling, it's probably the best thing for him to be put out. And you need to give him some tough love and simply say, look, you know what? I love you. I care about you, but I'm not going to allow you in my home uh, abusing uh, me uh, with this alcohol, the smell of it, and you just disrespecting our place. And uh, if you're not going to go get any counseling, maybe you need to get out and then think about it. And when you get convicted to go through some counseling, some alcoholic counseling, uh, then I can join you and we can try to get this uh, three H's, which is uh, help, healing, and hope. So you're doing the right thing. If, if Is it a situation in your home where uh, it sounds like things are out of control? And when that happens, what needs to happen is that he needs to, uh, you need to in- emphasize to him, he needs to go through some counseling. Have you said that to him? A treatment I, program? I, yeah, because I went through a, a, a treatment program also, but he refused to go through it. And so I, I have to give it up because well, it's hindering my spirit. Yeah, well, what you that's all you can do is tell him, look, I'm open to you. I love you. I'm your wife. And I want to see this marriage work, but it's not going to work as long as you are an alcoholic in the home and abusing our home and not wanting to get the help. So keep pressing to him to go into a treatment program, getting the alcoholic treatment he needs to help. And if he's willing to do that and go through counseling and then after that Christian counseling and Christian counseling with that, then uh, it's going to give a ray of hope. But we're going to try to get to some more callers, and we'll try to keep in contact with you and talk to you. But keep us keep us posted on the situation. We're going to have Gary to pray for your husband and you as well. What's your husband's name? Bernard. Okay. And let's pray uh, for the two of them right now, Gary, and then we get to our next mm-hmm. caller. Uh, Carol, are you part of a, a healthy church right now? Yes, I am. I'm okay. an usher, and I sing in the choir, and I praise the Lord every day. Oh, that's very good. Do you have some sisters that can continue to hold you up in prayer and hold up Bernard as well? Does your pastor know about the situation? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And he tell me the same thing you guys telling me. Yeah, yeah. well, that's confirmation. I, yeah. And, and yeah. Carol has uh, been a person that we have been talking with. Uh, okay. I've talked with her, and uh, Rick has talked with her. So we've kind of like have worked with her in a great deal. We will continue to do that as oh, well. Okay, that's good to know. All right, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for Carol, and we pray for Carol and Bernard and, and the situation that they're going through right now. And she's she's a strong believer, a strong sister. She's uh, trying to do the right thing by her marriage and her husband. And Lord, we just pray that you would convict Bernard of sin and righteousness, that you would uh, help him, Lord God, to have that breakthrough where he will go to counseling, where he gets some help that he needs and recognizes his need for help, Lord, that he's going to hit rock bottom and nobody's going to be there. He'll be looking up from, from the bottom of nothing and we just pray, Lord God, that he doesn't have to go through that that huge trial, but Lord God, that you would just convict him right now by your Holy Spirit and that you would eventually put their marriage back together, that you would eventually bring the situation to a, a wonderful conclusion, Lord God, that there would be wholeness in his his life and wholeness in Carol's life as well, Lord God, that you would just bless them mightily 
and that you continue to put your loving hands around both of them as they walk through this this tough time. We thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. Well, we have about uh, three minutes left, and we have uh, behind Rick Cece, so let's try to All right. squeeze Rick in. Come on, here. Rick. How you doing, Rick? Let me get right to the question. All righty. What's on your heart? What's the, what's, what does the Bible have to say about race and racism? That's a good question. Well, the Bible actually doesn't uh, address the issue of race. Um, it, it, it deals with the issue of nations. And um, under those nations, you see um, various um, people and uh, which is uh, in Genesis 10, you have the breakdown of the various of uh, race uh, nations, uh, nations of people. So um, the Bible d- focuses on the issue of grace over race, and it fo- focuses on us living the Christian race, you know. And uh, the only race that God is concerned about is the human race. Now, there is racism throughout uh, the Bible from uh, from Genesis to Revelation, you know, even the Egyptians, what they did to the Jews, and on and on, the Jews, the Samaritans, on and on, and um, Moses, uh, when his sister, uh, you know, attacked him, as well as uh, him being married to a black woman in Numbers 12. But this is the problem in our world today, Brother Rick, uh, and, and it righteously gets me upset. We blame in our world today, we're blaming everything. A lot of people are blaming everything on racism. The issue today is not the problem so much of racism as it is sin. We get more into skin than sin. The issue is sin today. And nobody's, you know, in our world today, social media, people are not bringing that issue up. That this is an issue of sin versus skin. And so we want to blame everything on racism. And I think a lot of the times when we constantly blame things on racism, I have to say those people are racist themselves because everything becomes a race thing. And, and they are overlooking the issue of sin, you know. And so uh, the word Adam means just human, humankind. The issue, that's the issue right now. So... And, you know, it tells us clearly that uh, God focuses on, he says, neither Jew, Greek, bond, or free, uh, that we're all one in Christ. So it focuses on the oneness, the human race, and rather than all the other things. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to get to CC, but what we'll do is next time we come in, keep 1 Corinthians 14 and 3 in mind. I got some good meat for you with that, but I know you call in all the time and uh, get uh, questions and so and answers, so give some other people a chance. Brother Gary. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and it was exciting. <laughs> We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for just being so amazing tonight, calling in and being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. Uh, Please keep us in your prayers until next time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner 
always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. We'll be back August 17th, and so uh, until then, may God richly bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.